Shalom Abrachav, and welcome to TanakhStudy.com. My name is Ralph Tawil, and I have the zikhut, the merit of learning with you today, Tehilim Mizmor Memtet, Psalms chapter 49. This Mizmor is the final one of this set of Bnei Korach Mizmorim. And as we'll say at the end of today's lesson, we'll see how there's a progression and sequence between the Mizmorim, according to one of my teachers by the name of Ronnie Benham. But let's get into the Mizmor. This Mizmor begins with an introduction. That's a, a long introduction of, of several Pesukim. And he's actually stating, the psalmist is stating and underscoring with this statement, with this introduction, how important his words are. As I said, it, this is the final one of this set of Mizmorim, and it's dealing with finality, with death. He's directing his audience to listen. Who is his audience? First of all, it's Kol Ha'amim. It's all the nations of the world. Listen to this, all nations, and pay attention, all inhabitants of the world. Adam, Ish. He have a synonym which look look alike. It's uh, Adam and Ish, Bnei Adam, Bnei Ish. But when they use together, one can clearly say that Bnei Adam, let's say the the normal people, Bnei Ish, let's say the nobility, and Yachad Ashir Ve'Evyon, in the second half of this parallelism, is saying the Ashir, the wealthy, and the destitute alike should listen. He, so here he's directing the audience uh, geographically across the whole spectrum of the world and also in the classes of society, right, from the lowest to the highest. What he has to say is of great importance. Why? The next Pesukim. These are the second two psukim of the of the four pasuk introduction. Why should everyone listen? Because my mouth will speak wisdom, and the reflections of my heart will have insight. I will put my ear to the parable, and I'm going to develop with my kinor, with my stringed instrument, my riddle. So, very likely that this was a saying that this psalm was said and accompanied by the psalmist himself using a musical instrument, uh, a kinor, which today is, uh, might be translated as a, a lyre. Uh, it's used in modern Hebrew to mean a violin. But here he's saying that He's going to strum and sing and also say wisdom and insight. And it's such an important wisdom and insight that it's going to be something that the whole, all peoples of the world should pay attention to. Lama ira bi meira avon akeva yesubeni habotchim al chelam ovrov oshram yitalalo In time of trouble, why should I fear the encompassing evil of those who would supplant me? 
men who trust in their riches, who glory in their great wealth. The psalmist here is talking within a certain situation that there are people that want to want to supplant him. Uh, they're evil people, and they want to get. They trust in their wealth, and in their great wealth, they they boast. Ach, lo fado yivdeish, lo yiten lelohim kofro. Bikar pidyon nafsham, vechadal leolam. The word ach normally means brother, and the brother cannot redeem a man or pay his ransom to God. The price of his life is too high. And so one ceases to be forever. The first word might be ach, which can be an interjection of a sigh. But it is a sigh, and it also means brother. Because it was written in the Torah, the primary thing of redeeming, of pidyon, goes to the family members. And the closest family member who might redeem someone who is, for example, sold into slavery to a non-Jew would be a brother. But even a brother cannot redeem a person. In short, there's no way to escape and to give God ransom to save one from the hadal le'olam for ceasing to be forever, which is death. So that he should live forever and not see the grave. This, the psalmist is saying very clearly, no matter how much wealth you have, there's no one that's saved from death. Here we have the first of a, th- of a three-part sentence that is meant to nail home a point that, look, wise men die along with the foolish and the, the ignorant. They perish. And ultimately, they leave the, all their wealth to others. Kirbam batemo leolam, mishkenotam ledor vador, karu bishmotam ale adamot. The grave is their eternal home, the dwelling place for all generations of those once famous on the earth. All those famous people, their ultimate dwelling place is the grave. V'adam bikar bal yelin nimshal kabehemot nidmu. V'adam bikar bal yelin nimshal kabehemot nidmu. This phrase is a refrain occurring at several points in the Mizmor and with slight differences. I will explain those differences. But it ultimately says... Man will not rest with his wealth. 
he perishes like beasts. The phrase, you can't take it with you, is what's applicable here. With all his wealth, man does not rest in wealth or in honor. He dies just like one, just like an animal. Not really to be thought of afterwards. This is the fate of those who are self-confident, the end of those pleased with their own talk. This is what happens to everyone, especially to those who are haughty and self-confident and think that, yes, I've I'm going to live forever. I'm going to make a name for myself that will last beyond me. The psalmist is here exploding that idea. There's no living past the grave. Katson lishol shatu mavet yiraim vayirdu bam yesharim laboker betsuram levalot sheol mizevul lo this is a difficult pasuk. Translation. Sheep-like, they head for Sheol. Sheol is the name of the netherworld. Mavet Yireim. Death is their shepherd. Vayirdubam yisharim laboker. The upright shall rule over them at daybreak. Vetsuram levalot Sheol mizevul lo. And their form shall waste away in Sheol till its nobility be gone. This pasuk is difficult. Uh, it's a reference to what ultimately happens in death, uh, after death, and the idea that no one escapes death. Using terms like Sheol and Mavet, which are well known terms in the ancient Near East and in the, in the Torah of what happens after death. Mavetirem, the image of death here personified and shepherding everyone like sheep. Virdubam Yesharim. The word Yesharim we translated as the upright. Others translated as the ministering angels, or the angels of death, so to speak. The Yesharim literally means the straight and it has the idea of death being the great the great equalizer everyone is treated the same it also can be a term a euphemism for those who bring about death the angels of death so to speak the idea of Vayudubam Yesharim Laboker could also be a reference to a time after death where <clears throat> where the righteous will rise after death and the wicked and the righteous will rule not in the present not the, the situation in the present world so for that reason this, this verse is difficult and we've offered several explanations there <clears throat> there form shall waste away in Sheol, but Suram Levalot Sheol, 
Zivul Lo. He's saying that those who had great houses in this world and great wealth, ultimately <coughs> their body decays in Sheol. Ach Elohim yifdeh nafshi miyad Sheol ki kacheni sela. Here we have a confident statement by the psalmist that God will redeem his soul from Sheol. He redeem my soul from Sheol when he takes me. Selah. The psalmist is contrasting his situation with that of the very wealthy people around him who don't have an understanding of God. And this also is a kind of play on the early Pasuk. We said before, Ach lo padoyifdeish. Ach lo padoyifdeish. A brother cannot redeem his brother. But here, Ach Elohim yifdeinavshi miyad she'ol. However, God will redeem me from the death when he takes me. Selah. The idea of taking the man before death is used in the both people in the Tanakh that are not said to have died. That is, Hanoch and Eliyahu and Avi. And both have the term that Hashem took them. Yikachenu. The psalmist continues, Al tira ki ya'ashir ish ki kevod beto. Don't revere when a person becomes wealthy. Don't be awed by him when his the honor of his house and the wealth of his house increases because he will not take anything with him when he dies his honor and wealth will not go down with him Let him just bless the fact that he's alive. And thank you. That's how he does good to you. This verse is saying, what should not be so overawed by wealth and definitely not seek it. Rather, be happy with one's life. Bless God for that and thank him for the, the small things of having another day of life. It's the rabbinic concept of of being sameach, being happy with one's lot. This person, Tavo, Ador Avotav, Abnitzach Lo Yiru Or, he comes to the, the generation of his fathers, and here at the the, the wicked person would never see light again. Adam bika velo yavin nimshal kabehemot nidu. And his word ends with the refrain, with a little switch. Adam bikar, a person who is in wealth velo yavin, does not understand. Nimshal kabehemot nidu. Yes, he's just like the animal that will cease to be. And the repetition here is with a little bit of a difference. Where he says before, Adam, Bikar, Velo, Yalin. 
man with his wealth will not lie down, will not die. And he's talking about the man uh, will not lie down uh, with his wealth. A man cannot take it with him. And Nimshal Kabemot Nidmu is exactly the same. But here by switching it, it says, the man in his wealth, in his life, when he's living, Lo Yavin, will not understand this. He's like an animal. Uh, and he will end up like an animal, dying without without a trace. As we said, this mizmor closes this section of Bnei Korach mizmorim, and it uh, begs the question of what is the purpose to these nine, these eight Bnei Korach mizmorim? Have any connection? Bnei Korach will come up later in Book 3, in the 80s, 84, 85, 87, 88, another four Bnei But to these Bnei Korach have a, have a sequence. One of my teachers, Rani Benin, believes so, and he's the only one that I've heard address this. And he believes the sequence begins with Mizmorim 42 and 43, describing a person in exile, person who is being driven by the enemy away from the home he cannot be in the Beit HaMikdash he has to encourage himself being so depressed 44 Mizmor 44 is asking the question God wake up what's happening why are you letting this happen it's posing a very serious question to God Mizmorim Mizmor 45 talks about the king, talks about the grandeur of the king. But it speaks about it in such terms that what's important for the king is more the outward appearances. Yes, he gives lip service to the tzedek and mishpat and these kind of things. But most of what's important is his beauty, his beautiful wife and harem. And it's... and. the next Mizmorim contrast the real king of kings the real and his power and his coronation and his city that's Mizmorim 46, 47, 48 These, this is the real king this is Melech Melchem Melechim HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and 49 ends with the ultimate shortcoming of all men in all places in all the world that ultimately Man with all his wealth and all his power ends up in the grave like an animal. And therefore, it's not about amassing wealth and revering those that have it. It's about blessing God in your life for the good that he's given you. Why did we go into the Galut? Because the monarchy and the king and all that's connected was it all about wealth and honor and power? Not recognizing that the real power and the real abundance is to God and to God only. Realizing that is the only way to live and to to live beyond, even beyond that. Have a great day.